So if you curious fuckers love our podcast, Fucks Given, you are going to love one of my favourite podcasts, actually, Confidently Insecure with Kelsey. It is amazing. And she covers loads of topics, actually, that Aww. we really enjoy talking about. Yeah, like, Thank we are, you, like, guys. Sisters from so many different misters here. Like, we are just yeah. ri- riving, ripping. I-, I don't know what the word is, but you just need to check out her podcast because we love this girl. Like, I cannot wait for Aww. the day where we can meet each other in 3D and hug. Mm. And fuck. I know. You guys have to come over to Confidently Insecure. We're the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. This podcast is a safe space for you to come and ask the dumb questions so we can all learn and become better humans. Everything from politics to sex work to vaginal health to brain science. Come on. Come take a listen anywhere where podcasts are played. Oh, my God. I need to listen about brain science when I'm fascinated. It's intense. Mm. Yeah, definitely go and check it out. You are going to love it. Yeah, if you love us, you'll love her. Faux show. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Tasneem, aka Hood Rat Feminist. Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together, we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks. And the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Welcome. All the way from LA again. We've got so many LA guests on recently. Oh my God, loving it. I feel like LA is the other London from, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the sister, brother, feeling that vibe. It's the community of just, all that that good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually the best thing that's like about this whole quarantine situation is that we're getting overseas, like amazing guests on the show. Yeah. That's awesome. And thank you so much for joining us. Like, thank you for having me. your work. Thank you. <laughs> so, could you tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself? Um, I am an artist. I'm a sex positive digital content creator. Mm-hmm. I started on Instagram back in October 2016 because Whoa. I was in a womanist, a black feminist theater course at wow. the new school. Yeah, at the new school where I studied acting, directing, playwriting. And our professor told us that we were going to be exploring digital activism. Mm -hmm. So at the time, I was like, what the hell is that? I'm not putting that on my Instagram. I had like a previous Instagram. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a new page and I'm going to call it Hood Rat Feminist. And everyone was like, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. So people from my old page started to follow my new page. So that page is kind of like obsolete now. And everything (laughs) is Hood Rat Feminist. Um, And I started posting these one minute, because at the time there was no IGTV or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I was posting one minute do-rag diaries because I had a short haircut. So I would wear like a silk do-rag to like have my hair lay down. And I would always be like naked in my bed talking about my previous sexual experiences like talking about my childhood Amazing. before instagram is was so censored it yeah. honestly drives me crazy now because back in the day like you could kind of say and do anything on instagram and yeah. nothing would happen and now it's like delete it delete it delete it yeah but facebook um was when facebook bought it out exactly because, like, facebook you knew was very uptight anyway with their content because you can have you know children could have a facebook account so exactly. as soon as they bought it out 
they went, yeah, we need to make sure blanket form like everything over. And as much as that is good, because we don't want children seeing content they shouldn't be seeing, but also it, it really fucked over a lot of people doing it good did. and and talking mm. about good things and important subjects. Basically activists. Yeah, yeah, basically exactly. activists, sex workers, uh, mm-hmm. anything to do with like sex positivity or mm-hmm. sex education just got fucked. Um, which is, you know, it's like it's what kids really need to see. And yet exactly. there's, still, there's still violence and hate speech allowed on, on Instagram. And mm-hmm. like, yes, you can report it, but like it's still happening. There's still fucking child porn on Instagram. Yeah. And unless you report it, unless you know and you can find it and, and report it, it will stay up there. Exactly. That's so fucked. It's it's really messed up. There are some yeah, there are some messed up things on Instagram and they keep themselves in their little private groups. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That, Cuz that's what I started it for. It was yeah. it was for younger people. It was for mm. like cuz I was talking about my high school experiences for the most part cuz I grew up in a neighborhood that's not that safe. Like the neighborhood I grew up in, we weren't allowed to like play outside if we weren't in really? large groups. Um it was like a very, we call it a hood, like in, in Jersey. <laughs> like I'm from the hood. That's where her rap feminist came from. But um, I was just exposed to so much so early. My mom is a single mother. She worked Amazing. all day long. My grandmother passed as soon as I got mm. to the eighth grade. So that was kind of like the year I hit the ground running. I was at home, me, my brother, and my sister, just doing whatever the hell we wanted to do. Like I would invite all my friends over and like let everybody take a room and we would have like little orgies, like crazy <gasps> shit. And I was oh, in, in, in like middle actual, school. Actual yeah, like, <laughs> like everybody would be like <laughs> off in their room, like doing their thing. And then we would come back later like, what did you do? What did you do? Oh like, my shit. God. So yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Like brothel pimp, loving <laughs> life, and like, like giving yeah. people that space. Like this is a safe space to do whatever the fuck you like. And yeah. Like, and we were so kids. Weird. We were kids, so we didn't, yeah. although we didn't know what we were doing, we were doing the most. Oh, and yeah. so when I Everything. finally got into feminism, I, I was in a uh, the Womanist Black Feminist course, like I talked about, but before then, I was in an introduction to feminist thought in action course. And mm. I felt like the specifics of my neighborhood and the women and girls specifically of that neighborhood were missing from all the coursework, the literature, like the day we were supposed to talk about black masculinity, our professor chose to talk about course evaluations for half the class time. So I just felt insulted. So when I saw that they were offering womanist black feminist theater, I was like, this is an opportunity to get Mm. really specific about black women and girls. And so I, went to that class we went to go see a bunch of plays i got to see like black women talking about our own experiences and it inspired me to take it to a digital space take it to Mm -hmm. instagram and i would just like make really funky content i have like triple d boobs so i will always have like my boobs out like to get people to press play like i was ridiculous (laughs) honestly like at the time i really didn't i gave i gave no fucks like we said i mean it's no, just acting, baby. <laughs> like sex sells. You just got to use your best assets to, yeah. you know, promote what you're actually talking about. We exactly. do exactly that. Exactly. Like, I'll get naked anytime I can if someone's <laughs> going to hear my voice more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fuck number one. The last fuck. Mm, um, <laughs> I've been really exploring a lot sexually Mm -hmm. just in the last couple of years i'm 23 now so 
I maybe around like 20, we started exploring like sex toys and incorporating mm-hmm. like lube. I, I started using a CBD lube from oh, Foria. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so the last yes. time... We, we love Foria. <laughs> That's I love the one that I love. <laughs> yes. So the last time uh, we fucked, like, my boyfriend has really been trying to focus on, like, um, semen retention, I guess. Like, trying to, like, get his mind, like, get right there and then kind of, like, stop for a second, maybe kiss a little bit, maybe touch. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's the last so time sexy. we fucked... Yeah, he, he's been really doing that. And I'm, I'll be, like, totally into it. Like, why'd you stop? Why'd you stop? <laughs> <laughs> and be like, no, 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 not yet, not yet. Like, I don't want to not yet, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> like, he wants, to, he wants to live in the moment and the pleasure. He, exactly. He wants to, like, carry it on. I mean, that's... Bravo on him. Needs a round of yes. applause. Yes. Wow. I'm, I'm really proud of him, especially because, like, I'm this, like, sexy, sexpert person yeah. you know who does all this sexy shit online you know so being with me it comes with like this new challenge of trying to explore mm. with me mm. is have to leave your pressure. comfort zone yeah. exactly i think that, i think that's what me and both me and reed have really experienced that as well in our in my last relationship in reed's current one like it does put a lot of pressure because we're we're coming home with like bags full of sex toys mm-hmm. we're like <laughs> talking about sex pretty much every single day like so yeah. obviously which makes you hornier more of the time because you're like constantly thinking about it basically yes. switched on and then of course it's like even if they are you know they do appreciate what you do and that they are your number one fan it's still going to be there at the back of their mind like it but you know like what do they really think about this or how are exactly. they going to portray this or will this will this stay the same that's why mm-hmm. you just have to talk to your partner all the time constantly mm-hmm. about absolutely everything and have a safe space for you know if, if at some point your partner isn't comfortable with something or it goes too far or if like, then they're allowed to talk to you about it without, you know, us biting their heads off and being like, what? Mm-hmm. You don't want to have sex with me? What? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so was your last um, fuck with using the CBD lube? Yeah, so um, mm. I've been really enjoying the, I guess I, it's weird to call it the fetal position, but I realized <laughs> that like, Putting that arch in your back, the guys are like, oh, yeah, the arch in her back is so sexy. Like, it's literally just aesthetic. Like, it looks good. But to me, it's uncomfortable. It feels dumb. So I've been, like, on my knees kind of, like, curled up in that fetal position shape. And he's been behind me. We've been exploring that a lot lately. So he um, used the CBD lube and, like... I have, haven't been feeling like kissing or doing all of that lately. So the CBD loop kind of speeds things up. Um, it gets yeah. us to that point of like, let's do it right now. Like you're hard. I'm ready. Let's go. You know, even though I may not be as lubricated mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we um, I've been in that position a lot. And our last experience, like the whole time I was in that position. And so when he finally did ejaculate, I went and grabbed my glass dildo from Unbound Babes oh, and yeah. paired it with the like the suction toys, you know, like the womanizer, mm-hmm. all those kinds of toys oh, and yeah. use them at the same time. So I'm in that position. He Fuck. is using the glass dildo and Fuck. I'm holding on to the womanizer. I think I almost lost my <laughs> fucking mind. Like I was just there. Like, I felt like I was leaving my body. Oh, that's <laughs> it just so it felt so crazy. Like, my eyes are just twitching. My toes yeah. are curled. Like, my body. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm cramping. Like, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. When the cramps yeah. come. You yeah. can't take it anymore. You're almost like, this pleasure is too much. But, like, exactly. I can't stop. And you're like, 
yes oh my god control (laughs) yeah like those orgasms where you're pushing out so much you're like how do i even keep anything inside me right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that was amazing like yeah it was crazy like that was the last time i had sex and it was actually a couple days ago maybe like three days ago but Mm -hmm. the orgasm was so intense i felt like you know what i think i'm gonna take a couple days i'm gonna take (laughs) take some me time (laughs) vacation rip rip you a new one you're just like well i need to get back inside my body first before we can exactly yeah it sucks all the energy out but now talking about it today when we get off here i might go and uh resume where i left off oh (laughs) definitely like this conversation's basically your foreplay exactly oh, yeah. yeah and my boyfriend's here he's listening somewhere oh, oh is he is he oh, he's playing video games he's playing video games <laughs> you're doing a good job is he <laughs> i have on the headphones <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I always get so many questions from people asking about CB lo- CBD loops like mm-hmm. how do they make you feel when you use them I think um well I used to experience like a lot of pain and yeah. I just started to assume that was normal. Like when I first started having sex, when I was having these like orgies when I was a kid, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was experiencing pain and I was just like, okay, well, sex is kind of painful, you know? And then once I started using lube and then CBD lube, I realized that it's a different kind of relaxation. Like I feel mm. like I'm not as tight, like I'm not clenching up as much. I feel like yeah. my vagina just wraps around the dick just in a different way yeah. than before. It just, it really <laughs> does feel like that, that bloom that flower it sounds like poetry like my vagina (laughs) is literally opening now like where's the cbd at why am i why am i not fucking around have you you ever thought about experimenting with th thc lube like actual weed lube i definitely would i'm i'm interested in it i'm interested Mm -hmm. in like cannabis in general and Mm -hmm. i think that's why i love like foria so much and different Mm -hmm. companies who are uh, experimenting and using those products in their wellness products but I had some negative experiences with like smoking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it makes me a little nervous to try THC because I have these negative, like anxious feelings associated. But I feel like living in California, everything is like more regulated. Like you figure out like how much you, you learn about terpenes, like you learn about everything that is involved in this plant. And yeah. so now, like, where I'm from, like, they used to be like, oh, it's it's sour, it's cush, it's, like, a bunch of bullshit. Like, <laughs> a bunch of guys just telling you, like, what they want, you know, what you want to hear. Yeah, oh, this gonna is going to sell. Exactly. Sell it. It's the same with but, over in America, because it's not, I mean, over in England, because it's not legal. So mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. is, like, high-grade skunk. And that's stuff that you don't really want to be smoking. Like, I, was, exactly. I was the same. I've had really bad experiences. I've had great mm-hmm. experiences with weed, but I've, I, towards the end, I had really bad bad experience i had to stop smoking weed altogether and even yeah. using it put CBD you off use, yeah it put you yeah. off using cbd yeah which is like a completely different part of the plant that isn't psychoactive at all and yet i mm-hmm. still panicked because i still had that mm. like you know, that almost like that memory of yes what it felt like so i think if if you are going to experience thc then you need to be in a comfortable place in an mm-hmm. area in it like almost like where it's been so long that you've forgotten that fear and you're like okay yeah i could deal with this now yeah Fuck two. The first fuck. Oh my goodness. This is going to be the orgy story. (laughs) My first time, I had like 10 people at my house. 
Um, <laughs> I have been like getting up to doing it before I actually did it, but like never actually going all the way. Like yeah. we would get right there and then I would be like, I'm not ready. Um, and the only reason why I really decided to have sex was because I heard that my boyfriend wasn't a virgin the way he said he was. He told me he was a virgin. And <laughs> the then I found out, <laughs> I found out in the neighborhood, no, he wasn't. But I feel like he was trying to finesse me. But I mm. loved him so much. And I was just like, I don't want him to have sex with anyone else. I want to have sex with me. Yeah. So mm. <laughs> I have these 10 people at my house, like my little sister and I share a room. So yeah. I tell my oh, sister, shit. like, oh, you can't no. come in here. You I've know, been there. Fuck. Me and my boyfriend are going to be in the room. <laughs> Don't come in. Like, just stay in the computer room. We had a computer room that, like, everybody else was in. I had a and computer then, room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, the family computer. And you had exactly. to get, like, our slots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's exactly how it was. <laughs> yeah. So my best friend and her boyfriend are in my brother's room, which is, like, oh. next door. And so I'm hoping that, like, we're losing our virginities at the same time because oh. my boyfriend was best friends with her boyfriend and we were best friends so it was like this whole like cute thing um so we get in the room it's just me and him and like no one else knows what's going on in there so I feel like that kind of gave me a little comfort to just do whatever so yeah. we're in the room and I'm like um you know trying to be sexy like do you have any condoms and he's like um no because I guess he's expecting like oh. it not to you know go all the way the way we had been doing like we would yeah. kiss we would touch but we would never really do anything so i'm like okay well you know not knowing anything like all right we could just do it like a couple times and then like stop you know <laughs> so, yeah. so i'm like laying down on my tweety bird comforter and he's like <laughs> we're both fully dressed it's absolutely ridiculous we're fully dressed like i'm yes. like undressed from the waist down and he has yeah. on like a jacket like a hoodie like his <laughs> oh pants and his underwear socks shoes are, are like no. down at his ankles oh, and so, so like we're both just naked from the waist down and, but he still like has everything on at the ankles it's, like bunched up it's ridiculous yeah. Yeah. Like he could fall if he tried to run away like he wouldn't be able to do it mm -mm. so i'm laying on the bed and he's like all right i'm gonna count down and i'll like let you know so i'm like doing this like covering my eyes oh. Like, oh i don't know all right just like just do it you know yeah. so, and because i was so attracted to him i feel like when you're a kid like the wind could blow and you would be wet you know so i'm like yeah. already like soaking wet and he's like oh like you you really want this you're still so ready like, were you were you too young for the fear to kick in because i was definitely not wet my first so i was terrified i was like <laughs> I, I, kill me. I don't think i was wet either yeah. i think because we had been like so sexual up mm -hmm. to that point I think the fear like was gone in the gone. beginning. Oh, I used to so read like gone. erotic fiction all the time. So oh, I was already yeah. reading like all this shit. So I was like, I'm so ready. Like, let's do it. Yeah. So he's like, all right, one, two, three. And then he just like slowly puts it in. I'm like, Ugh. you know, do that like deep gasp that everyone <laughs> yeah. does. It hurts like the first time. But then like the, you know, the next three strokes, like it starts to feel good. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah. really? oh my God, like I was expecting the worst. Like mm -hmm. everyone had told me that like, it hurts so bad. You're going to bleed. It's going to be all this stuff, you know. It, that didn't happen so huh. I think that's why I kind of hit the ground running the way that I did because yeah. I had all this anxiety about it and then it didn't happen yeah. so you know he did a couple strokes and then he didn't have a condom so he stopped 
Yeah. He was just like, oh, my God. You know, I was like, oh, my God, we did it. You know, we were both really happy. Aww. And everyone else That's that was in my house, like, I guess they assumed, they wanted to know what was going on in both of the rooms because everyone else wasn't having sex. They were just there. Like, it was like a bunch of guys, my little sister, my best friend, like, my, my boy best friend. And then my other girl best friend was in there with her boyfriend. So we go out, we come out of the room, and everyone's, like, dead silent. And I was just like, you know, blushing, like shy, you know. My best friend came out of the room with her boyfriend. And now it was time for everybody to go because my mom came home every day around like 6.30. So it has to be like maybe 5.30. But we need enough time to like clear everybody out. I need to like, you know, air out the place. It smells like yeah. book bags in school. Like, Especially <laughs> so. as teenagers, the hormones and the sweat. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So... <laughs> Everybody left, and I'm walking with my best friend to, like, walk her halfway home because I used to do that all the time. So I'm, like, telling her the story, like, yeah, we did it. Like, did you guys do it? And she's, like, no, we didn't do it. I was, like, we were supposed oh, to do it together. <laughs> but I was so happy. I was so happy. And then when – because this is, like, Friday, so you have to get back to school on Monday. On Monday, uh-huh. I find out that, like, my boyfriend's talking to this new girl, <gasps> and he's, like, been cheating on me. It was literally no. devastating. It was such a hard time. That's so and, um, I remember because oh, we didn't no. use a condom. I thought I was pregnant. No, I thought I was pregnant. So it was like oh. absolutely ridiculous. It had to be like five days later. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I think I'm pregnant. Like, my period <laughs> isn't here. And I'm not talking to him. So I'm like communicating with him through my best friend who's mm-hmm. still dating his best friend. Like, oh, we'll tell him. Like, I think I'm pregnant. We need to talk. It was <laughs> so, just so great. much drama. <laughs> exactly. Literally five days later as Crazy. well. It's like, well, you kind of need to wait at least like a month. <laughs> yeah. To exactly. <laughs> so we end up, you know, after that situation, we did get back together. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was like sex every day. Like when I was on my period, it was like head all the time. Like wow. I, it was just ridiculous. Like it got to the point where he wanted to have sex everywhere all the time and i'm in the ninth grade so i'm 14 14 years old yes it's got crazy like we would be on my front porch and he'd be like let's do it really quick and i'm like no like i don't want it (laughs) he got he got like sex obsessed yes he got crazy yeah Yeah, so that was my first experience I mean, that wow. sounds amazing. That sounds like yeah. it was like it's, as much as the drama happened. It sounded like a good first time experience. It was. And, like, it really was. It was. Yeah. It's a shame that that happened. It's, it just happens. Sometimes people yeah. just cheat. And it just sucks that it was your first time that that happened. Yeah. It was, it was sad. Yeah. And I think it really affected my self-esteem. Like a lot of the stories mm. that I told on Instagram in the beginning were like stories of me not understanding my worth or feeling like I was beautiful. And so I would use mm-hmm. sex as like a tool to yeah. get love. And so I started yeah. having sex with like these different guys who I thought cared about me, but mm. it was because my first love showed a video of us, of us having sex to an entire football team of oh people. Oh my fucking God. So guys on the football team who I knew like started trying to talk to me and I was just like and these are like really popular guys so I'm thinking like why me you know and in the video it looked like amateur porn like it was like you know head like crazy like you know back shots like just a bunch of shit that like you don't expect a 14 year old to be doing on camera so he showed it to all of his friends and then when we broke up like they each tried to talk to me individually and I ended up having sex with like two of them not (laughs) knowing that they had already seen this video and that's why they were interested in me and like all this stuff so my high school experience I kind of like ran away from 
my hometown and like went to college and just reinvented myself yeah. and like stopped fucking Kids with everybody. Kids are so mean, yes. especially yeah. like high school time. Like the bullying is unreal and like they, they just don't get that it's not okay to share those personal things. Exactly. I remember like once when I was 13, I was chatting to this random kid from another school on um, MSN Messenger and mm-hmm. like we webcam together and I like, he asked me to like take my top off and I did. Um, I didn't even have boobs back then. Like <laughs> they hadn't grown in yet. But then he, yeah. and then he basically, he was just like, oh yeah, I screenshotted that, printed it out and sent it all around my school. Wow. Oh my like, fucking god. I'm so sorry. Did he yeah, actually do it? I don't know. He, I don't know if he, he actually did it. I don't know. What's but like, I wouldn't put it though? past these kids though. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's that's, kind cool. of, that's kind of revenge porn in a way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that 100% is like beyond revenge porn. Also, he could get done for pedophilia, surely. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't have the language for it back then. And mm-hmm. we also didn't have like the defense mechanisms that we have now. Like we mm-hmm. could go and like really have a case on someone. Yeah. yeah. But back then it was just kind of like, oh, it happened. Like maybe the principal would get involved if mm-hmm. it's like in your uh-huh. school or something like that. But in my situation, it was just all my peers. Yeah. So my punishment was socially. Oh. It had nothing to do with anyone else. So he was celebrated and I was Ugh. looked at, like even though that was my boyfriend, it was like I was this big whore and like all this ridiculous shit that now I don't subscribe to. I don't give a fuck. But it, Feminism is what helped me unlearn a lot of the shame that I had associated with my own body Mm. and just with my own sexual experiences. I felt like, you know, my mom used to say things about like how many bodies you should have before you get married, like all this bullshit that now I'm like, come on now. Like, I don't I don't believe in any of that. Mm. It's your autonomy. Like you have choice and it's it's not happening. Sex is not happening to you. It's happening with you. Mm -hmm. It's an experience that you're participating in. And people have made it to be this degrading experience mm-hmm. but it's an enjoyable experience if you allow it to be and yeah. if you allow yourself to enjoy yourself yeah. this is a this is an advert from better help therapy online this is an ad from better help therapy online just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get light matched. Just fill out. <clears throat> Why is it so hard to do? I'm like looking that way. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety (laughs) of expertise. (laughs) With over a thousand... With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated. As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey. (laughs) 
meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage. And also I saw a course on there about learning how to dirty talk. I know this is completely not relevant, but <laughs> I'm really intrigued. No, it's all relevant. Beducated is this really amazing website where you can sign up to do courses and learn about sex, like dirty talking. I've been doing a squirting course. <gasps> oh, wow. So in all spirit of masturbation may... We're sharing Beducated with you. Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, mate, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate. And it's literally good for you. It releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress. There's literally no reason not to masturbate. So Florence, what have you been learning in your course? I've been learning techniques that I have never tried before when it comes to masturbation which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more. The technique thing has been blowing my mind. Like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not, I don't know, it's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like, not going straight into G-spot stimulation. She's explaining everything that, you know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally, you know, not necessarily on the clitoris. I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, curious. Don't say we don't look after you. And of course, you can try all Beducated courses for one day absolutely free and you won't be charged for the first 24 hours. You can cancel any time and they have a 14-day money-back guarantee. So invest in your love life today and join Beducated now from just $8.33 per month. Get access to over 100 courses online from the world's top experts. To get on Beducated now, click the link in the description and remember to use our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, CURIOUS. Invest in your solo pleasure this masturbation may or use it with a partner. You can also get a personalised Beducated gift card for your loved ones. Happy wanking! We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. Fuck three. The best fuck. I was in college, I was mm -hmm. 18, and it's, you know, thank God it's my boyfriend now, because, like, we have wow. really great experiences. Yeah. But this was my first time, like, 
you know, leaving my house and staying with some someone overnight. Like I had mm-hmm. never done that before. I had just Ooh. graduated high school. So I was at his house and I like took a shower. We took a shower together. It was like mm. really sexy, but there was no sex in the shower. We were just like kissing, just really like loving on each other. And we didn't even really know each other like that. We had known each other maybe like a week and a half. Like I had decided then because like high school is horrible. I dealt with all these guys, thought they loved me. Like they didn't. I was like, I'm just going to have fun. College mm-hmm. is going to be great. Yeah. So we're in the shower, we're kissing, and then, you know, my hair is wet. It's just a really sexy experience. Um, and he lived in the basement at the time, so I had to, like, walk from the bathroom that was upstairs to the basement. So that's, like, that sexy, like, anticipation. You know what's about to happen when you get yeah. downstairs. Mm-hmm. So we get downstairs. It's, like, pitch dark. So I didn't have – I always had, like, stretch marks on my stomach since I was a kid. Like, I've never had children, but I've always had stretch marks. Oh, but it shout was out so to our stretch marks. Dark. We love you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was so dark. So – he couldn't see my body. Mm-hmm. And I felt like at the time I had so much shame associated with my body, but it wasn't there because he couldn't see it. So uh. I was like naked and like really enjoying myself. So yeah. he's like eating me out. It's an amazing experience. I felt like he was the first person to ever be passionate about mm-hmm. cunnilingus, like giving head. Like he was, it was just so, it was like perfectly wet. Like, you mm. know, he wasn't doing those little cat licks that people <laughs> do. It was just so I'll fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, just like so gross. Like, no, he was really like going all the way. Like, yes. you know, all the spit in the world. Now I like it a little more neat. But back then, like the spit was great. You know, I'm naked. I'm just like, oh my God, yes. So uh, he gets, gets a condom and he's like standing over me. And so I'm like laying down on my back, like one of my legs is over his shoulder and the other one is like down, like yeah. down right. straight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of like wrapping around him. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, starts to penetrate and then he takes my foot from around his neck and puts my toes in his mouth. Oh my Mind God, you, that's such I'm a young 18. Oh, I never had that experience <laughs> in my life. He takes his other hand, puts his thumb in his mouth and starts to flick my clit while my toes oh. in his mouth and we're fucking. Oh my God. What? Like, wow. <laughs> you know, I, this How is like is fresh. It? Is he the same age? No, he was 23. I was 18. So he's like a little more experienced, but like not, you know, crazy experience. But he was passionate about my body. Thought is really like celebrating every part of me. It felt like, you know, like he was rubbing my thighs, flicking my clit, like doing all of the things. Like I was just like in heaven. At that point, I honestly felt like I should stop talking to him because I had gave myself <laughs> this rule. I gave myself this rule. I was like, I'm not going to fall in love. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to have fun. Like, I want to be in college. Yeah. You look at us now. We're in a relationship. We're yeah. in a monogamous relationship. <laughs> like, you know. So it you happened. You couldn't let that one get away. You couldn't exactly. let that one get away. Exactly. And I'm a Libra. So, like, me as a Libra, I'm just, like, always, like, what's next? Love, love, love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So though. that was my best you, you experience. You sounded like you was there for your pleasure, not, exactly. not his pleasure. Exactly. Which changes the game totally. And it's mm-hmm. it's not, we're not just yeah. talking about all men need to be there for her pleasure. It's like every person needs to be there for the other person's pleasure. Exactly. It needs to be that equal experience, like regardless of gender or sexuality. It's so Mm -hmm. fun as well. Like learning all the different, like turning on points on different, like on your whole body. Like there's so much more than just the genitals, like Mm. nipples, like biting Um. necks, like licking arms, like even like licking and sucking like fingers. That really Mm -hmm. turns people on. Oh, fingers. Oh yeah. Yeah, fingers, toes, soles, like all over. <laughs> it's early over here, but I'm just like, you know what? 
Oh, it sounds so good. It was amazing. It was amazing. And like, you know, before that, I was having sex with like these high school guys, like mm-hmm. guys who didn't really give a fuck. And you could yeah. tell, you know, they would finish and be like, you good? All right. Oh. I'm about to play video games or whatever, you know. So that was the, my oh, first time. Yeah, my first time ever, like, feeling appreciated and celebrated, and I had, like, no insecurities. It was great, a great experience. How, how did you feel about the foot sucking? Was that the first I time you've done it. that? Yeah, it was the first time I ever experienced that, the first time anyone had ever put my foot in their mouth. Oh like, God, after yeah. that, it just, like, it kind of, like, sent me over. Like, my, I was like, <gasps> like, I think I even, like, shed a tear of joy. Like, you know how you're ever just, like, so overwhelmed that you don't even know what to do? Like, yeah, it was, like, one single tear. And he was like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, yes. Yes. Like, I'm more than okay. Please just oh, yeah, shut up and put God. my foot back in your mouth. Like. Exactly. Oh, my God. It's it kind of crazy how much feet can, like, really turn you on. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I didn't think I had, like, a foot thing at all. And then recently mm-hmm. someone sucked my foot and I was like this actually feels pretty good yeah I mean you think about like your clitoris or like any sexual part of your body Mm. there's just it's a bunch of nerve endings and Mm -hmm. and your feet are really sensitive anyway so if it's if it's done in the right way it can just be such a pleasurable experience fuck number four the worst fuck oh my goodness it was so horrible. Okay, oh. so <laughs> on like a Thursday, I saw like this ad on Instagram for a yard sale. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen like the guy who ran that page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I decided like, I love junk. Like, I'm going to go. <laughs> yes. So I went and he was doing like a pop-up shop. Um, and I looked like shit. Like, I didn't even know who like who was going to be there. <laughs> I mean, it's a yard sale. Like, You're not going to dress up yeah. for a yard <laughs> Yeah. So like, I came, like I had like my sleeping hairstyle in. Like, I look crazy. But I end up seeing a guy who um, like has this pop-up shop with all these like vintage clothes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So oh, that sounds sick. Yeah, so like I bought some really cool shit, and he was like, "Can I take a picture of you for Instagram?" And I was like, right. "I look like shit, but okay, I guess." So I like hold up the jacket that I bought, and he takes a picture, and then like later on, he DMs it to me. He's like, um, "If he listens to this, he's gonna know I'm talking shit about him." But like, fuck him. So um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he DMed me the picture, and he was like, um, "How old are you?" And at the time, I was 19, so I was like, "I'm 19," and he was 25, so he was like, um, "Can I have your number?" Mm. And he was kind of cute when I saw him. I wasn't. Really interested but i was like okay cool so um we're texting and it immediately goes sexual Mm -hmm. at the time i'm in college so you know i said i was gonna try to have some fun um so i'm entertaining the conversation i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah okay he's like yeah you know you're 19 like i could teach you some things like yeah okay like you don't even know like from 18 to now like it's been a year and i've been like around the block yeah (laughs) you're like like, i was having orgies when i was exactly like you don't even know i've been here you know so i'm just entertaining him i'm like oh yeah you know what are you gonna do so finally (laughs) one day um i guess it's like around halloween i go out with my friends and i decide like he can pick me up from the train when i come back from new york because i'm from jersey so i lived in jersey and so did he yeah and i went to school in new york so he picked me up from the train and i end up at his house Mm -hmm. and now we're gonna have sex for the first time Mm-hmm. So now I see that like I came to this place for the yard sale but we go inside and he like lives with his whole family but he lives like all the way upstairs. So I'm like, okay, cool. But I have been like dealing with guys who had their own apartments. But I was like, all right, I'm not gonna like, you know, be rude. Like I live with my mom, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I go to his room 
and it's like like his childhood bedroom. Oh. I'm like, okay, cool. But he has like these like basketball player posters on the wall oh. and like he has like all these video games in the system or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're like sitting on the bed and I take my shoes and my socks off. And he like starts like talking shit like, oh, like, no, you have to put some socks on. Like, what? I don't like I don't like feet. And I, I should have left right there. Like, yeah. I should have like, you know what? I don't have time. That's for this. A red I was just flag. like, I was just like, OK, you know, I was like, people have their things like I can't judge. Like, you know, some people don't like feet. They have this thing against feet. So I put my socks back on and he like goes over to a video game case pulls it off the shelf and then opens it and it's his condoms he pulls a condom out of the video game case oh, right then and there my God. right then and there i was wow. like oh my god like what the hell did i just get myself into i'm like is your does your mom come in here and like look around and that's what you like? <laughs> yeah it's like you're Stashed still in high away. school this man is 25 years old yeah. <laughs> so he lays back you know he already has like a medium so he's like using his hand to like kind of try to get it harder so i'm like you know what like fuck this so i'm like using my hand start giving him head he's like oh shit you know oh shit you know surprised that mm-hmm. i know what i'm doing so mm-hmm. <laughs> he rolls the condom on and i'm like you know what he was talking all that shit i'm gonna show him so i get on top you know and he's like oh shit like losing it like oh my god like <laughs> yo you you must do this a lot you know like oh shit you got some experience like he's literally saying this like and then nuts within like it had to be like three and a half minutes like blast off like uh, like oh get off me type shit and i'm just looking at him like you talked all of that shit over text message Mm -hmm. you told me you was going you know beat it up you was gonna have me going crazy i was gonna be running from you all of this shit and you just disappointed me so badly. Oh. I should have made you give me gas money. Like, this was such a waste yeah. of time and energy. You lucky you picked me up from the train station. Like, this was horrible. Like, so he's like, you know, oh, like, when am I going to see you again? I'm like, mm-hmm. Yes, bye. <laughs> Never. Soon. <laughs> You'll see me soon. Well, it, I ended up leaving just, and never talking to him again. Like, never mm. grew up. Like, especially yeah. just his bedroom being like that. I know, like, guys that really yeah. take care of their bedrooms an awful lot and they don't redecorate and but like yeah. you know your, your bedroom's supposed to reflect your age and your interests mm-hmm. and yeah fair yeah. enough you can still be into games it's okay but at least like you know tidy up or yeah. make it look like a man's room exactly exactly mm-hmm. he's like the son in the attic you know there's a lot of moms have yeah. those sons that are just either yeah. in the basement or the attic yeah he was in the attic oh, <laughs> I saw a good no. meme about those guys recently <laughs> yeah oh my god I'm t- <laughs> It was so bad. Like I, it was literally a waste of time. I didn't get, I didn't get any kind of stimulation, like mm-hmm. nothing at all. He didn't give head, like nothing. It was so bad. Ooh, for well, you, him, you did basically. get something out of it. You did get a good, hefty life lesson. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, now, Identify the red flags as soon as yeah. I walk. <laughs> like yeah. put my socks back on. Oh, I'm yeah. out of here. Like, so, and I'm gonna put my shoes on too because I'm gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's so hard in those situations, even if you kind of get an inkling it's gonna be bad it's so hard to actually be like oh actually i've changed my mind i'm gonna go because like part of us is always like okay i've committed now like i'm gonna have to go through with it like that yeah hope that things are gonna get better yeah always and even like halfway through fucking or even like after they ejaculate or someone finishes just feel like 
Oh, well, maybe they'll eat me out. The, the hope is still there. But exactly. No. I mm-hmm. mean, we can't, we can't like shit on this guy too much because clearly he just was taught wrong. He wasn't really allowed his, like, he didn't have any independence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's possible he just had bad sex education and he just didn't have the opportunity. That's where I'm at now. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm always thinking about, like, how did I learn sex? Yeah. Like, how did we learn? A lot of us were learning from porn and then we just acted out. You know, yeah. we end up in these rooms together and then we're just pretending. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on. And now because it's something that everyone is doing, we need education. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs education besides like the pamphlets that they passed around yeah. when I was in the 11th grade. I had already had sex in the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. We had sex education in 11th grade. They were like, this is syphilis. This is chlamydia. Wow. These are the photos. They showed us yeah. like, this is pregnancy. You're going to get an SCI or you're going to get pregnant. So don't have sex. Like, <laughs> most of yeah. us in that class had already had sex. It's like and that like, scene in Mean Girls. Is it Mean Girls? Where they're like, yeah, just don't do it. Yeah, don't have sex, yeah, you will yeah. get AIDS and die. And you're like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it just freaks you right out. Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. I think it's, it's the same as my best experience. Yeah. Only because... I that was the first point I started to prioritize my pleasure mm-hmm. and it's because someone else decided to prioritize my pleasure as well and so I really felt like echoed in that I felt supported in that and I became her rap feminist like two years later mm-hmm. you know I started like even though I was kind of already her rap feminist it became this public persona where I would share my experiences and encourage other people it doesn't matter gender sexuality anything other people to prioritize their pleasure and only engage with people who will prioritize their pleasure as Mm -hmm. well and yeah if it's only because someone showed me that it was possible like once you have a positive experience it's really hard to accept negative experiences going forward yeah because now you have something to measure it against yeah everybody doesn't have to fuck me the same way everyone doesn't have to suck my toes but (laughs) as long as i know that i'm there i'm not just like an emotional support pocket pussy i saw that on twitter (laughs) she was like i've been an emotional support pocket pussy Mm -hmm. i really have Mm -hmm. and now i was gonna say it's just it's it's learning for yourself and helping others up to learn with you but then also mm-hmm. by helping others you're also learning yourself it's this beautiful like mm. cycle of of like knowledge and mm-hmm. i feel like the more that i teach the more i learn myself it's yeah. like putting those practices into place well exactly. it's it, it's a turn on it's a turn on when people want to like learn more about your pleasure and they want to put you first like especially like if you do something really cool to them and they're like wow i want to do like something just as good to you mm. and like figure out like what makes you tick and like it's just it's so amazing having those like explorative um situations with people and like I guess that's what kind of like what I said to myself after this breakup is like I'm not gonna have sex with anyone that I don't have like a proper connection with and I think Mm -hmm. like getting those connections is to do with people connecting on the level of giving each other like great pleasure because I think when you have unconnected sex it's when each other you don't care about each other's pleasure basically yeah Yeah. i wanted to go back and ask you about stretch marks because i think it's something that we don't talk about enough and i think that Mm -hmm. it's it's something that not just most women have but men do as well and we're so self-conscious of it like what did what have you done or what are you doing to to get over that fear and to get over the the shitness of, of what stretch marks make us feel like um there have been um 
points in my life where I kind of just decided to accept what I cannot change. Yeah. So they have all this shit on the market that's supposed to help you get rid of stretch marks and do this and do that. But none of it works. So I found a lot of um, just comfort in taking photos of myself just showing yes. my stretch marks i have a stomach full of stretch marks i just show them and post them like people say like oh post your thirst trap and go like you don't have to try to make it body positive <laughs> but it is when you've never you know it, it, it's body positive mm-hmm. if you say that it's a, you feel empowered posting photos news whatever of yourself like do that but for me personally i had never seen my body type in an advertisement. Mm-hmm. I had never seen it on a runway. I had never seen it celebrated in any capacity. So I just decided to post it, dress it up in some lingerie, you know, put some body oil on, make it sexy, yes. and just share the photos. And I've found so much support in people telling me, like, my body looks just like yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You no, know? you look beautiful. Yeah. And I'll say the same thing. I'll see someone, you know, post a picture with stretch marks, like, you look amazing because they do it's not just like me you know my mom has stretch marks my mom had three children Mm -hmm. you know she has stretch marks forever i never once looked at my mom like oh her body you know people will make it seem like stretch marks are just the worst thing ever Mm -hmm. but it's natural either you were big and you got small small you got big your skin stretched Mm -hmm. that's just what happened you know so i accepted it and now i celebrate it i decorate it dress it up for fuck's sake This week's sex question is, my boyfriend and I have been together for nearly two years and we have a great relationship in many ways except for one. He has a problem with erectile dysfunction. For as long as we've been together, he has never been able to get it up. We do other stuff and it's really great and I'm totally happy with oral and other areas of our sex life. But I have always been a really sexual person and I've always needed penetrative sex and I really miss it. We've tried tablets and other aids to try and help, but nothing seems to work and he won't go to counselling or even talk about it with me. I'm really struggling and it's starting to have an effect on my self-esteem and my happiness too. And I'm beginning to resent him as he won't get help and completely shuts down when I try and talk to him about it. I really don't know what to do and any thoughts or help would be lovely. Uh, I uh, I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that. Yeah, especially not even just like with erectile dysfunction, but with the fact that you're dealing with a partner that you can see needs help and that won't get help. Mm-hmm. That can be oh, really yeah. fucking hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, erectile dysfunction is often or not most of the time to do with like a mental blockage, a mental issue that needs mm-hmm. to be unlocked. And obviously the, it's like a snowball, right? Like yeah. it happens once and it might happen the next time and then you panic and then make it worse. And it's exactly the same with like not being able to orgasm. You know, it happens once we overthink it. Even if you think you're not overthinking it. Yeah. Um, he needs to go to the doctors, basically. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's kind of it. And like, if he should, I'm sure he wants to like sort it out as well. It's probably something that he's feeling super uncomfortable about, which is why he doesn't want to talk about it. But like, yeah. he needs to seek like medical help or see or, like a sex therapist. Sex or therapist, a therapist. Psycho- psychosexual yeah. therapy. Um, mm-hmm. Like that is, uh, or couples therapy. If he's not prepared to do it by himself, but as as this girl said that she's asked him to go and he hasn't and he doesn't want to, then it's mm-hmm. almost like you can't mother him. You can't be there, the one exactly. to, to tell him to do yeah. something. He might never do it and you might be there wasting your life waiting for that and that's not fair Mm -hmm. on you you know you need to take your sexuality under control and and if you are lacking something then 
it's worth like as much as you might love him maybe saying to him like look I can't handle this anymore I I I, I have to leave you I need to explore myself and explore better maybe might give him the push for him to get help yeah uh, it's it's such a horrible hard subject and I don't know if this person has done it yet but since I was a kid um like my mom used to smoke cigarettes when I was a kid and I didn't feel comfortable saying to her out loud, like, can you just stop? I'm really worried about you. So I wrote it in a letter mm. and I just put it on her bed when she was at home mm -hmm. so that she would come home and find the letter. So, you know, your partner may be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. It may be really difficult for your partner to hear you. But if you put it in a letter and just allow him to read it on his own time and, and just like not not even be there to watch his reaction mm -hmm. and just put all of your feelings into writing and just leave it you know don't expect any results or anything or like don't even you know prioritize yourself mm -hmm. in it just like really talk about how you feel about the situation for them you That's know and maybe really he can hear idea. you yeah, yeah. yeah. I really love that. But then idea. after that, like, yeah, I suggest that you kind of just like bow out. <laughs> mm. And uh, yeah, it's a hard one. It's like it's, we love you, but mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. if if that if someone's not willing to go and get help, there is only mm -hmm. so much you can do. And if it's if it's making you unhappy, then you've got you've got to put yourself first at some point. Like your life is about you, and you you're you have your right to be selfish at these times, and like just. I mean, I, I left a relationship that I was like still in love with him. Like we were still like great friends. We still had great sex sometimes, but like the sex wasn't enough. And there were like certain things that I was like, I'm scared I'm gonna end up cheating on you. Like, I'm not sure I'm gonna do it now, but like maybe in the future it will happen because I'm like, this is always gonna be a problem. And mm -hmm. uh, that's why we, I, I made like the, we both made the adult decision to, leave the relationship because it was gonna be toxic eventually and mm. i feel like that's kind of a similar situation if, if he's not going to go and get help then it does end up being a really toxic situation and you can't you can't be unhappy just because of someone else mm. exactly yeah it's, it's almost like it's very possible but that you've both ended up in this situation because you're both with each other like it's very possible if you were with somebody else and he was with somebody else this situation might have never happened it might have never snowballed into into that sort of hard awkward difficult place because of the way that you communicate or like again a lot of it is pressure you know it's very possible that even if you're not saying anything like your actions or the arguments or like it coming out in frustration could be pressure be putting pressure on him to perform and then that's what's stopping him you know that is something that you you either need to work at together and make that active choice or be like okay like, there's only yeah like Florence said there's only so much you can put into it and make a hard decision Fucking hell. This week's sex story is all the way from Germany. Um, last summer, I was at my brother's house party and I met a beautiful... Wait, <laughs> why, can't I, why can't I talk? <laughs> I met a beautiful Puerto Rican non-binary person and we kind of instantly fell in love. Matcha and I had the most intense, passionate connection, even though we didn't really share a language. After making out and dancing for a while, we had sex on the toilet, which is so unromantic, and it was mind-blowing. Oh. The first time I ever the first time I had sex with anyone who wasn't a man. 
Even though the body was the same, I kind of just felt the absence of norms and prescribed ideas. We we spent the night and fo- and the following morning together telling each other how perfect we would be for another if we would have met at another time in our lives. Definitely a fuck that changed me. Oh, I mean, I know I'm stereotyping here, but those Germans, they just... They they have some good fucking sex education and they, yeah. they seem so open. Like there's a lot of places in Europe that are just super forward with their sex ed and, mm. and like sex teaching and inclusivity, like Scandinavia. and oh, yeah. yeah, that sounds like yeah. such a beautiful experience. Like, mm-hmm. like having that connection with someone immediately mm-hmm. and like not having to sort of have those gendered stereotypes and prescribed yeah. ideas it's just like wow yeah you beautiful just, you just, beautiful you just love who you love you want to fuck who you fuck you follow your heart and your gut and and enjoy the ride like no matter who it is and mm. it's so shit that we still live in a world where it's like but no you're this gender you can't be with that gender it's mm-hmm. it is like all those potential amazing fucks or potential amazing relationships that could have happened and they haven't because of like our stupid ways of of looking at gender and sexuality Mm, exactly Um, we cut ourselves out all from like so much pleasure and mm -hmm. just so many opportunities for connection because of what we've been taught and i think it's just so such we're doing ourselves such a disservice just as a society yeah it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, go go you guy or or girl or whoever this was that wrote it. Like, amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's um. I hope more people listening to this have that experience, regardless of of who they are. Like, don't yeah, don't definitely. question gender. If if you find a connection with somebody, yes, it mm-hmm. might be confusing, but just be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. honest with your support network, and honest with that person, and and something amazing could fucking happen. Yeah. Like, and yeah. keep it to yourself in the beginning mm-hmm. because there may be people around you who still still subscribe to traditional norms mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. who will discourage you from continuing to explore that and continuing to lean into that. So, yeah, keep it to yourself. Like, you know, it's not keeping that person a secret. It's just protecting mm-hmm. what feels good and matters to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if, you know, if you do end up having feelings for this person and you and your support network doesn't agree then get rid snip yeah, snip. yeah. see ya <laughs> yeah. no negativity it's not it's not fair on you exactly yeah yeah see you later <laughs> <laughs> nice i love that story unfortunately it's time for hours to f- hours hours uh, it's, it's time for us <laughs> to fuck off like (laughs) i I don't know if anyone else's brain's doing this but like my brain is turning into mush during this quarantine period i can't talk anymore my words are disappearing coronavirus (laughs) brain fog i swear yeah Um, yeah it's all right guys stick through it we'll we'll get there in the end we will (laughs) tasneem it's been such a pleasure having you on it's been a blast actually so awesome i've loved this yeah, it's yeah, been thank so you for good. having me. Please tell our curious fuckers where they can find you. Um, I am at Hoorah Feminist, Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I have a podcast called The Pleasure Pusher where I talk yes. about my personal experiences, mm. just prioritizing my own pleasure. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts. And Amazing. Yeah, YouTube, same Hoorah Feminist. If you just type that in, you can find me everywhere. Yeah, yeah everyone, everyone go follow the shit out of it. Yes, <laughs> and if you want, follow us too. Share us, share this podcast. If this podcast episode resonated with you, share it with your loved ones, your family, with mm-hmm. people that 
that you think might hate this episode, please share it because we love that conflict. <laughs> yes, I love, oh my, I love conflict. <laughs> no, really. It is passion. I invite it. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, please, yeah. yes. Let's talk about this. Okay, give us yeah. a rating, a review, and don't forget to subscribe and follow us on our social medias. Come Curious, Florence Bark, and Read Amber X. And you will hear us next week. Oh, next week, baby. Speak to you soon. Bye, Bye. Curious Fuckers. I'm waving. I'm still waving like a child. (laughs) Yay. Bye. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.